Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. We have a special guest on the me-suite today. Her name is Francisca Easily. And she's a serial entrepreneur, largely in the marketing and brand strategy space, the co-founder of multiple businesses. In 2013, she was voted Young Entrepreneur of the Year, and now she is on the board of the Entrepreneur Organization. She channels her passion in sustainability through involvement in a think tank related to the United Nations, on judging panels at the university level, She is an adventurer beyond belief, having visited over 100 countries, and she's an author of multiple books. And today we have a chance to talk to her about her latest book. It's called The Courage Map, 13 Principles for Living Boldly. And the foreword of this book is written by Sir Richard Branson himself. This woman does not mess around. Welcome, Francisca Easily. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Donna. What an introduction. (laughs) Well, and it's all true. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) It is all true. So I'm really, really thrilled to have a chance to spar with you today. I did have a chance to read your book in advance of this episode, and there are multiple principles in here that align so nicely to the MeSuite remit. So thank you for spending your time with me right now. It's my pleasure. I do want to start where we always start, which is with core values. Could you share your core values with the listeners and with me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I am very clear on my core values. And I have a, I just pulled up my sheet here. I have a visioning sheet that I use where Uh I, I have it printed out also in my journal, but right now my journal is somewhere else. So I just pulled it up on my computer. And so I have six core values. And the first one is love. And what I do with my values, I also add little definition to them. What does it mean for me? Because it might mean something else for someone else. So for me, number one is, yeah. So number one is love, love Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Mm. Number two, and this is not in priority order. Number two is trust, Uh trust in myself and that the universe always has my back. Mm. Number three is freedom. Choose Mm. my adventures and be wonder-filled. Then we have courage, stay curious and embrace life to the fullest. Uh And then we have evolution. Keep mm. growing, learning, discovering, exploring. And last but not least, impact. Elevate others, add value, and create ripple effects everywhere I go. Wow. Have those evolved over time or have they been a pretty steady list for you? Yeah, you know, I think growing up, I didn't really know what values are and mm-hmm. what this thing is all about until probably in my into my 20s. And when I started understanding and learning about values, now, if I look back, I definitely think freedom has always been a constant mm-hmm. and trust has always been a constant, mm-hmm. courage, evolution. Yeah, I think they have been. I think love unconditionally, that concept has probably 
come more into my life, even though it's probably the most important one for me right now. Uh-huh. Later, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So most of them have been very constant, even when I, obviously as a kid, I didn't know what this is, what I'm doing here. But now looking yeah. back at how I live, this was pretty constant. Yeah. Yeah. You might not have had the words for it, but they were no. there. And I yeah. can definitely understand love being one that comes later, especially unconditional love. Unconditional. I think it takes a very mature person. Yes. And I don't even think that I'm there yet, but yeah. I'm trying. It, that's yeah. why it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. And it's a beautiful place to start. Yes. You had courage in your list and your book is called The Courage Map. Before I ask you questions about the book, could you define the word courage and how you're using this? I was fascinated that in your book, you call courage a skill. Yes. Which oh means it's learnable. So how do you define it? I love that you picked that up because it's very interesting. I, I've been doing a lot of interviews and often I get the question, what's the most courageous thing you've ever done? And they're expecting, you know, something like, I don't know, I jumped off the Eiffel Tower or something, you know, that is like very scary and also a little bit suicidal. And so the thing about courage is that courage is not about being fearless and mm-hmm. it's definitely not about being reckless. Me jumping mm-hmm. off the Eiffel Tower would be quite reckless. It's about taking action despite the fear. And as you say, this is what I love. I love that you picked this up. Courage is a skill. I've noticed this doing lots of interviews with people as I wrote the book. And I realized that courage is a skill that everybody can learn. And what I also realized is that we have courage boundaries. Mm. Every person has their own boundaries. So for me, saying I love you to someone might be quite courageous for someone else that is used to doing that, it's what do you mean? For someone else, having a challenging conversation might Mm -hmm. be really courageous. For me, having a difficult conversation might be, that's okay. It's that's my my boundary is different in that area. So Mm -hmm. it's about, it's not even about judging yourself or comparing yourself with what courage is because everybody has slightly different courage boundaries and you can expand them. That's the cool thing about courage. It's a skill, as you say. Yeah, I love this. I love it very much. I'm, I'm a little quiet just as I'm soaking it in. I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very admiring of your approach. So the full title of your book is The Courage Map, 13 Principles for Living Boldly. Why this book right now? Oh my God. You know what? So I started writing this book two years ago, pretty mm-hmm. much exactly from today when I started traveling on a motorbike from Switzerland where I was born to Kazakhstan, into Central Asia. And as I, as I was on this journey with one of my friends, he kept prompting me to write something on courage. So I started researching the topic on this journey. And it just happened that with having a publisher who kept pushing out the date, that it's actually a coincidence that the book was published right now in uh-huh. May 2020. And wow. of course, the timing couldn't be more perfect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't completely planned. I was going to launch this book a little bit earlier, but then mm-hmm. I had a publisher and he just needed a bit more time. And it's just, the coincidence is, as always, it's like the universe works a little bit. Wow. It got pushed out, but it got pushed out for a reason. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been more perfect right now as we, the world is is in a very interesting state and there's there are so many layers of craziness going down and, and really people are digging deep. Yeah. Into their own courage. So this book has been very timely. Yeah. The um, 13, there were three that particularly resonated with me. 
we don't have time to go into all the details of them, but I'll, I'll give the listeners just a, just a peek and a teaser. The three that, that really bubbled up for me were your principle around stories, intention, and non-attachment. And I know listeners will have their own top three. What about for you? What, what are, what are, do you have a favorite one, a favorite two? Are they all equal to yeah. you? How do you feel about them? They're not all equal. I do, I do love them all, but I, I do have favorites. And the one that, that you mentioned, I'll mention two quickly. Actually, I'll mention three really, really briefly. Okay. The one that you mentioned the non-attachment one or yeah. the attachment one is definitely one of my favorite ones. And the reason why is because it's also one of the most difficult ones uh-huh. I find to live, to really, truly in, in, in your core live. And what it means is that non-attachment is all about detaching yourself from the outcome that you can't control. And people sometimes think that, okay, so if I have to practice non-attachment, it means that I, I, so I can't own things, like I can't own a fancy car or, or own fancy clothes. It's that, is that what it is? No, it's not at all that. Because there's a really great quote that I share in the book, which is, I'm paraphrasing, it, non-attachment is not that you can't own anything, but that nothing can own you. Uh, and right now, in these uncertain times, non-attachment to the outcome is really the only way for us to stay sim- semi-sane, sane-ish, as I call it, yeah. because things are changing so much every day. So the only way we can cope with these uncertainties is by not being attached to an outcome of a future happening that we may not happen. So I really love that one. I love flow. Flow is all about it's very related to non-attachment. It's about going with the flow and mm-hmm. not fighting flow. And then I love kindness, of course. Uh-huh. And kindness is just one of these principles that we can all live more. And when we yeah. do, there are so many magic moments that come out of living more kindness. You picked three that are very relevant for the craziness in our world today. Do you find that maybe last year when you were starting this list that you would have picked a different three and you're more responding to the stimulus? Yes, I would totally. I would have also picked last year, I would have also picked evolution is one of the principles Uh, and it's about growing on all different levels because it's also one mm -hmm. of my core values. So yeah, I would definitely have, I think this, this is the, cool thing about these principles is that you just pick whatever works and you don't mm-hmm. even have to read the book from start to finish or yeah. maybe you, you go through it once and then I come back to this book myself sometimes uh-huh. when I'm like, oh, wait a second, did I just show some attachment here? Am I struggling with attachment to to something that I really want? Oh, let's go back and, and read these pages again and it helps. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you caught me because I did not read it linearly either. Oh, really? That's yeah, great. You, I, I, you seem to be very intuitive here. Yeah, I read the first list, you know, that had all of the 13 in one location. And then I bounced around just based on the way the different words were resonating with me. So, yeah, actually, yeah. Intu- you are very intuitive. I can, I can tell because also the thing that you pick up, the things you pick up mm. and the questions you ask me. And intuition is another principle that I am super fond of. Again, even more so, you know, right now it's still in the top, but intuition is sort of always a very important principle to mm. living courageously. Yeah, this is wonderful. So there's this other principle in the Me Suite where we encourage people to be balancing aspirations with practicality. And so my phrase that I maybe repeat too much is what can we be doing differently on Monday? 
Yeah. Is there something in the courage map that is a tangible, practical thing that you would advise listeners to start doing differently on Monday if they want to be focusing on building courage as a skill? It's such a great question. The one principle in the book I talk about is kindness. And the, the travel tune, as I call it, or the mantra that goes with it is to always respond with kindness. And I gave my team a challenge to always respond with kindness, no matter what. So if they're getting a grumpy email from someone or mm. somebody's calling them and being abusive or, or grumpy, or they meet someone in the streets or at the shops, the shop assistant is having a bad day. And it's very easy to get dragged into someone's little bit negativity mm -hmm. because we have this human way of responding sometimes or actually reacting. Mm -hmm. And so instead of reacting to someone or something, this can be a partner or a kid or especially now as, as a lot of people are stuck at home together, this principle can be very powerful to remember, always respond with kindness, no matter what. And mm. when you do that, it's very disarming. And you know what's very cool? I shared this. This is quite, uh, it seems quite fluffy, this concept, right? It seems kind of like, you know, it's, it's quite soft. I shared a talk on, I was on Necker Island, Richard Branson's Island last year. And I shared this where I asked him to write the foreword. And I shared a talk. There were all these business, amazing people, investors yeah. and tech business. And it was insane. I was definitely thinking, wow. Every now and then I thought, am I like, I'm a little bit out of my depth here. And I was <laughs> every now and then. And so I did a talk and I shared this concept, always respond with kindness. And I mm -hmm. thought, this is so soft for these heavy hitting guys. And one of the investors who is at the top of his game, he came to me and he said, Francisca, one of my favorite lessons I learned in this one week here we had on Necker Island is to always respond with kindness. And he said, I've started using it. I've started using it with my business partners. I've started using it with my ex-wife. I started using it with wow. all these different people. <laughs> and he said, you have no idea. He said, you have no idea. Like even he said, especially with his ex-wife and some thing he had with some of his business partners. He's like, it's completely changing the way that I'm interacting with them and the way that they're responding to this, always responding with kindness. Wow. Is there anything that you want to make sure listeners know about the courage map that I haven't asked you? I think the main thing which we covered at the beginning, the, the point that I always would love people to take away is that Courage is a skill and that mm -hmm. you can actually practice courage in any area. So for example, as we get older, one of my favorite spare time activities is to go surfing mm -hmm. in the ocean. And I realized that as we, I get older, I might sometimes be more cautious. I might have been a bit more reckless, almost surfing bigger waves when I was younger. And now I consciously put myself into situations where I feel my heart pumping. So I would go to the beach and I look at the waves. I'm like, oh, this is slightly on the bigger side. <laughs> and I even make it out. And I'm like, okay, I can only practice and expand my courage boundaries and not let them shrink because courage boundaries can also shrink. Mm. And I can only expand them if I keep practicing. So I'm like, you know what? This is not, this is not reckless because the surface, it, it, it is big, but it is safe. There are other people out there. I will definitely survive. It's not about survival here. It's about being courageous. So I put myself into situations where I practice courage and, or with difficult conversations, mm -hmm. it's easier to not have them. But if we continuously 
remember, wait a second, I have a courage boundary about difficult conversations. If I practice having them, even if I just have one difficult conversation per month, mm-hmm. I will get better at not fearing them anymore. So that's the main core message I'd love for people to take away is that courage mm. can be learned. It's yes. a skill. And if you keep practicing courage, you keep pushing yourself a little bit. And I always say to my team, I love pushing my team a little bit sometimes. And I, I, and I like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool in a very subtle sort of way. And I, and I sometimes, you know, I get them to, we do a lot of mentoring, marketing mentoring, and I sometimes get some of my team to step up and present. Mm-hmm. And some of them get really scared. And I say, hey, you know what the cool thing is about being scared? When you have butterflies in your stomach, not the mm-hmm. loved ones, but the nervous kind, you know that you're growing. Mm-hmm. So using that as a, as a metaphor, you know that when you're feeling a little bit scared or a little bit nervous, you know that you're growing nice. on some level. Yeah. It's all about the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. What would be your final sweetener for the listeners? Yeah, I love, I love this question. And for me, it would be that you will only regret the shots that you didn't take. Mm. So take more chances. And I believe Michael Jordan said something along Mm. the lines of you will only miss the shots you didn't take. Mm -hmm. So take more chances, take more shots. Yeah. How can listeners find out more about you? So the best place to go and see all the projects that I'm involved in, including also the book will be Mm -hmm. on that page is just my personal website is Francisca Easily. Dot com. That's F-R-A-N-Z for Zebra, I-S-K-A-I-S-E-L-I.com. And you'll see all the projects on that site. Or the book also has a, a website. It's thecouragemap.com. Perfect. And we'll have that in the show notes for everybody to link in directly. This Amazing. was a very, very special guest. I am so thrilled that you spent some time with us. And it was my pleasure. I'm already thinking about, uh, I mean, I know you're a, you're a, citizen of the world, and you're very well aware of what is happening in the United States right now around yeah. racial tensions in particular. Yeah. There's a lot of courageous conversations that we all need to be having. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I had, a, I had to write a, because I'm on the board, as you mentioned, of the Entrepreneurs Organization, uh-huh. and I'm the communications chair. So I had to actually write a piece this morning mm. on, on diversity and inclusion. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done because I'm a white girl. I grew up in a yeah. white country. So it's, it's, mm. I'm very aware and I'm trying everything I can to, to be part of the conversation and enable us all to step up as leaders and be impactful. Yeah. You're giving us a lot of work to do on Monday, but it's all very positive with a continuous learning mindset. And I love it. Francisca Easily, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing everything that you're doing, Donna. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the dash me dash suite.com. Suite like executive suite. That's the dash me dash suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life minded. <laughs>